Welcome to the Girls Only Project podcast, where we will be discussing all things women in sport. We want to use this platform to discuss and share the challenges we face as women in sport. everyone. So today's episode is going to be an interesting one. We thought that we would flip things around and get to know our host a little bit better. So thanks, Lee, for being willing to share a story with us today. Oh, absolute pleasure. Glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the other side of the microphone, as it were. <laughs> um, yeah, less stressful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we're going to be talking about some of the topics that I know are close to your heart, such as mental health and elite athletes and retirement and women in sport. But I thought a good place to start is a little bit about your own career. You, know, you were a two times Olympian, you know, uh, in rowing in 2012 and 2016. So, you know, looking back over your career, I know it was, a, you know, a long career that you had. What do you, what do you feel motivated you um, to keep pursuing your dreams? Sure, I think it was um, definitely the dream that a little girl had at a very young age. Um, I think I kind of just set my mind early to um, wanting to go to the Olympics. I think that was the first goal of someone kind of planting the seed or a coach planting the seed and saying, you know, you can be really good. Um, maybe you could go to the Olympics one day and, you know, being quite a driven person. Um, I kind of just was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's it. That's the goal. Here we go. Mm. Um, and I never really looked back from then. Um, and I think once um, I became a part of a team that everyone had the same goal then it just became, the goal just like, you know, became more and more like, okay, how can we be better? How can we perform better? How can we be the best in the world? Like, and the goal just kind of keeps changing. And once you're in like an environment where everyone's um, like, yeah, once you achieve the same goal, then it, it just becomes easy to stay motivated. And you're just part of this group that are just like everyone's surging towards being mm -hmm. better athletes. So it, yeah, it just becomes easier and easier, actually, to stay motivated. <laughs> Interesting you speak about, you know, wanting to become the best in the world. And I find the more I talk with athletes that are kind of the top of the game, they often speak about that. They're not motivated just to be a participant. They want to be the best. Did you find that for yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, when you do something, you want to do it properly. Mm. And I think for a lot of people, that means being the best at it. So, um, you know, once you get into that, um, like, mindset of being a professional athlete, let's say, then, um, yeah, then it's like, while I'm doing this, I want to do it properly, and mm -hmm. I'm not here to mess around kind of thing. So it just becomes that kind of mentality where um, you're putting so much hard work in, and you're putting yeah. so much effort in, like, you're not really there to, you know, play games. You, you want to do this, and you want to do it properly. So I think that's maybe where it comes from. Yeah. And, you know, clearly you did, as you said, you went to two Olympic games. So do you remember that moment that you first realized that you had qualified for, for London 2012 and what did that feel like? Yeah. I mean, it was um, the year before we have a qualifying regatta, the mm. world champs the year before was the first qualifying regatta for the games. And uh, myself and my partner at the time, we were still quite new to rowing. I think we'd only been rowing together for a year at that time for yeah, a year at that time. But we had quite um, like fast progress and yeah, we were just like in a good place. Um, our coach was an absolute slave driver. So he just, <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to get us to that point where we could qualify. And yeah, he definitely achieved that with us. 
and yeah i think um so uh, you have to come to, i think it was like top eight and then um at the world champs you go into you know the top six make the a final and then the next six make the b final so basically in the semi-finals you just want to come top three so you can make the a final and basically like if you come top three in semi-finals then you've qualified for the Olympics mm. without even racing the final yet. So it's like almost like this relief. <laughs> and we, yeah, we came third in our semi-final. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we came third. And yeah, you just like, I don't know, you feel like a relief. Like, yeah. oh, we've done it. Like, <laughs> it almost feels like this pressure has come off you. Um, and I think as well, we were the first boat in the squad um, at that time to qualify. So we were the first qualifying boat. We were young we were new to the sport it was almost like you know no one really expected it i think and it just like yeah felt like an amazing feeling and i think at the moment we were just like soaking it in and yeah. we didn't really think too far ahead to the games we were just like oh my gosh we've qualified this is amazing <laughs> can't believe it um and yeah it was it was a really cool feeling like i still have the photo from when we like went to the jetty and met our coach and you know like it was just yeah, it's like a really awesome. clear, vivid memory mm-hmm. in my in my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. As you say, that, that feeling of, I say, relief and excitement and everything. And interesting, you say almost like the pressure's off. And maybe we can chat a bit about that. You know, as an elite athlete, you under kind of constant pressure to perform. So, you know, for yourself, how did you and your partner, how did you manage that pressure? Sure. I don't... Um... At the time, I think we were still so um, like young in the sport. Well, mm. I like to think of it as like young in the sport. We hadn't competed a lot internationally. It was almost like we had a little bit, bit of naivety on our side, you know, a little bit of like yeah. unknown mm. um, that we just kind of went in there and we didn't think too much about it. Um, it. Like we weren't technically like very proficient. We just rode really hard. And I think it was actually like, wasn't that great to watch actually. When I look at our rowing now, I think, sure, that wasn't actually that nice to watch, but we kind of just like went at it and, and rode really hard. Um, and yeah, and I think it was just almost the, like the lack of experience that played to our yeah. like strength almost. I don't mm. know. It's, it's weird to say, but sometimes when you, when you don't know a lot, then you like, there's only so much that you can think about. So yeah. Yeah. And I think as you're saying, it's almost this feeling of you've got nothing to lose because you are young in the sports. As you say, there's no real expectation. Um, so, you know, going then into 2016, you know, because now you've already been to one Olympic Games, did you find it a different experience for Rio? Yeah, I think the, um, you could definitely feel the pressure a lot more. Um, mm. And at the qualifying regatta, it was like really tense. Um, not like unhealthy tension, but mm. I think, um, you know, we just wanted to qualify all these boats um, at that time. And we had a lot of boats in the team and everyone wanted to qualify. And it's kind of like you a little bit like walking on eggshells around people. You want to yeah. like um, respect their space and respect like them getting into the zone. And at that time we were, yeah, we had another like four years on us. So we were, that much more into the game mm-hmm. and had that much more expectation. You know, people had seen us perform over the years now. We were like constantly in the top six and it was just like expected almost, 
you know, if we didn't qualify, it was just going to be like this massive disappointment. Yeah. And so then it's kind of like now you're racing under what's expected of you. Um, but I think like we handled it well. I think we, um, we had really worked hard on like managing expectations and managing nerves, um, like being yeah. ready for the moment, you know, all those kind of things. And we were, you know, it wasn't perfect, but yeah. we were in a lot better place. And actually we were, you know, three years, the previous qualifying regatta. Mm. Um, and I think that helped us a lot more. It's interesting. You're speaking about, as you say, managing expectations and handling the pressure. It sounds you say there was a lot of mental preparation that went into it, not just physical preparation. Did you feel like you did exactly that, put a lot of time into the mental side of your sport? Yeah, definitely. The, you know, um, I put probably like maybe 1% of mental um, <laughs> like preparation going into London. It just wasn't like really even an aspect of the training. Mm. Um, and it like really showed. We just faltered under pressure and sort of fell apart a bit. Um, and that was like one thing that we were adamant we were going to change going into the qualification for Rio and into the games is that we weren't going to let the same thing happen. And we were going to learn how to deal with pressure in big moments mm. um, and um, nerves especially and just how to like use it to your advantage rather than let it affect you in a negative way so yeah, yeah we did a lot of work on that like as a team as the two of us in the boat and with our coach yeah. um at the time just to make sure that we we're all on the same page and again like it still wasn't perfect like we still had moments mm. where um you know like we felt we couldn't share with each other what was really going on and that kind of stuff which like you just have to like constantly work at mm. so i think again like it wasn't perfect but it was better than than it was a few, you know, years before. Yeah, for sure. So how was Rio for you? And what was it like to go to your second Olympic Games? Sure, it was quite a um, like stressful lead up because there was another girl that came into the picture, I think a year out after. So I qualified with my partner that I went to London with. Yeah. And then the next year, another girl came into the, the picture. So now there were three of us um, mm -hmm. going for the for the pair. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we had to go into selection um, and there was like a lot of unknown. You now trying mm. to select a new combination like six months out and it just felt, yeah, it felt like super, super stressful. Mm. Um, yeah, I had like a lot of um, like mental things that I was trying to deal with and, mm. and like I, I struggled to deal with them. I kept a lot of stuff inside and I almost didn't realize like what I was keeping inside of me. Um, yeah. And yeah, like at the, at the last sort of selection camp that we had and when the boat was chosen, I actually remember I was, I'd had a stomach bug the mm -hmm. one day. And so I wasn't um, like around for the training and they, the coaches told the, the other girls like who had been selected in the boat. Yeah. And I was like the last one to find out. And I just, <laughs> you know, I just like got so stressed and like, and then I found out and then I like, was like, it wasn't the girl that I went to London with. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Like, I know it's best for the boat, but like, oh, we actually going to make this work. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like a, another partner. We haven't rode together for that long. And it was just kind of like, um, you know, I didn't disagree with the decision. I just, it was just like all these doubts started flowing into my mind, yeah. which I think is normal when I look at it now. But at the time I just like didn't know how to cope with it. 
And our first like few sessions after the selection had been made were like terrible. They were so bad. Like, and then everyone kind of just went, Oh my God, what have we done? Have we made the right decision? And like, we had like a blot with the coach and it was just like, sure. this, yeah, it was just like such a stressful situation, you know? And like, you don't ever feel like you're going to have to deal with those things, but it is, it's just like the pressures of, of like um, sports at that level, I think. And yeah. once we'd like calmed down and like been able to like talk about it and express like our doubts and our, mm. and where we were mentally, then we could like move forward as a team. Like we could like have a plan together. Um, but I think, yeah, it's always like scary when a decision is made and then you get into that pair together and then it just like doesn't go well. And you're like, Oh my God. Cause you train so hard for this. You say, and you dream about it and this is what you aim for. Yeah. And then as you say, you think, Oh my goodness, yeah. is this, is this all just going to disappear now? Um, I can imagine it's incredibly stressful. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was pretty stressful, but then, um, yeah, things like really started to come together. And actually I was sitting in the stroke seat at the time. So in the front of the boat yeah. and then the coach made it, made us made a decision to put me in the bar seat in the back. And yeah. that like really changed the dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like I could just, um, I could relax a little bit more. And mm-hmm. like, there's, there's a little bit more pressure when you're in the front, you're like setting the rhythm and the pace and all that kind of stuff. And um, I think I just like wasn't coping with it all at the time. So we kind of put the newbie in the front and then, well, she wasn't a newbie. She'd been rowing for years, but yeah. put my new partner in the front. And then, um, you know, then I was in the bar and I could kind of just like almost lead the boat from the back. And I just felt a lot more comfortable there and I was able to relax. And yeah, things just kind of started to click into place. So that felt a lot. Yeah. Then I just started to feel mm-hmm. a lot more confident about things going forward to, to racing in Rio. Sure. Yeah. And did you guys achieve what you wanted to in Rio? Yeah. I think we really, I think we really thought that we could, we could have won a medal. Yeah. Um, but I think, and we had really good racing. Like every race that we had was, it was like top notch and mm. we really felt like we raced our potential. Um, but I think you always have that like, you know, thing in the back of your mind, like maybe we are good enough. Like maybe we can <laughs> do this. And I think the whole time we were there, we did, you know, go out with, with kind of that goal somewhere in our minds, but we were also yeah. kind of just in a place where we were just like taking one race at a time. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, how can we achieve the best result possible at this race? And then, you know, you get through the heat and then you into the semi and then, okay, we just, um, you know, we just need to get into the final now. And it's kind of like, we just kind of took one race at a time and broke it down like that. So yeah. we didn't think too far ahead. Um, but I think, yeah, we definitely like, yeah, at the end of the final, we were both, you know, shattered. And I think the other crews were just better than us in the day. And we, yeah, we weren't good enough to win a medal on that day. Um, yeah. And I don't think that we, um, we, th- we think otherwise, even, even now, like yeah. we accept that that was a realistic result for us. Um, yeah. And I think that's like almost, um, yeah, you like, okay, it was good enough. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't yeah. like we got off the water and we went, Oh, we could have raced harder we could have done this better. We could have done that better. Um, it was the best race that we could have put out at the time. So, yeah. And that's a really wonderful you know, feeling to have, as you're saying, just well done to the other crews. You say just better on the day, but feeling like you gave it your best shot. And I think for most athletes, of course, we all want to win, but um, mm. or get a medal, but 
it's a good feeling to get off the water. I can imagine going, yeah, that was our best. And as I say, well done to everyone else. Um, it gives you a certain sense of peace, I can imagine. Yeah, definitely. And I think the main, obviously, aim of the regatta was to improve on the result in London, which we did. So um, yeah. I think for me, that was like a big demon that I had to overcome. The result in London just like was hanging on my shoulder mm-hmm. for like four years leading mm-hmm. to Rio. Um, you know, you like just don't want to go through that disappointment again. And you don't yeah. want to have to deal with that kind of result. So I think that was also for me, like personally, it was like a big relief again like just like feel like oh my gosh okay I am better I have improved over four years I you know I have the work has paid off and I think that's um yeah that's also like massive for athletes to be yeah. able to tell themselves that yeah absolutely and you know you speak about you say this huge disappointment you spoke about the the doubts that you have and Lee you've been quite outspoken about some of your own um mental health struggles while you were competing so when did you sort of first begin to realize that, sure, maybe, you know, what I'm feeling and thinking is um, a little bit beyond, you know, maybe just being sad or just being a little stressed? Was there, you know, how did you come to figure that actually maybe there is something else going on here? I mean, I think it would definitely like what was highlighted in London. I think um, I definitely realized that I wasn't um, like dealing with my nerves well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like dealing with the bigger moments while, you know, at London and even like some international races leading up to London, I just felt like I wasn't mentally prepared to deal with like the stress and mm-hmm. um, like the kind of nervousness that like comes to you before racing. Um, you know, like I, I get nervous. It's something that <laughs> it happens. I'm <laughs> sure it happens to most athletes. Of course. Of course. But um, like you have to be able to deal with it because if you like, if you can't like, um, yeah, like almost um, like accept your nerves and then like let them sort of like be a positive thing. Sure, if they if they like um, almost become I don't know what the word is, but they can become like a negative thing and then they can like make your performance deteriorate. Yeah, and that's like something that happened. Like I felt like happened to me in London. I just like let the nerves overtake me and I couldn't perform to my best. Um, and so like I knew then that I needed to. Like I needed, I needed help in that department. Yeah. And then I think as well, after London, it was just like, it was disappointing. And mm-hmm. um, we didn't like have a great debrief afterwards or like really any debrief after London. And we kind of just left our own devices. And yeah, I think like after London, I definitely went into like a little bit of a depressive state. Yeah. Um, and I didn't quite know if you just feel like you're not really good enough. And mm-hmm. is this going to work for me? And it took time to, um, like deal with it and try and find yeah. a way to move forward. So I think that was probably like my first um, experience with like, yeah. Um, yeah, like depression, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And, you know, I know when we've spoken before, you've said no one had spoken to you around mental health before, you know, or what, as you say, depression is or anxiety might be. And, you know, so how did you get, how did you manage to get through it? Or, you know, what kind of support did you have? Or looking back, do you think sure, we should have actually had more support? Um, you know, I can't like remember exactly how we did it, to be honest. <laughs> um, like, I can't remember exactly like who I spoke to or 
who it was on the team. Yeah. Um, it might've been the head coach at the time, but we definitely like eventually had some conversations and we needed yeah. to find a way to move forward. And it might've actually just been myself and my partner at the time they'd been like, just, I think we actually maybe just took the decision. We're going to go yeah. see the psychologist together yeah. and we're going to sort this out. Um, so yeah, I think it, it, it might've just been us that went together and, and decided mm-hmm. we're going to do this. And then I think at the, at one stage, the psychologist like, um, you know, said, why don't you bring the coach into one of these sessions yeah. if he's willing because um, obviously you guys need to work together as a team and you all need to be on the same page. Um, so yeah, it kind of went like that, but um, it, it's not like clear in my mind, actually. Yeah. It's, it's quite a blurry time. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I can imagine because you said there was lots of emotion involved in that time and you said disappointment mm. and all kinds of things, just trying to figure stuff out. So yeah, you know, as you said, it's, there's often not like a structured approach to support for athletes, you know, to say, well, this is the sports psychologist you must see, or this is what you must look out for. And we can maybe talk a bit about that later, but you know, you say you went into a little bit of a a depression. I always find it interesting. You know, we, we talk about, you know, mental toughness in athletes and then, you know, mental health. And for you, was it difficult to kind of reconcile yourself as like a, a mentally tough and physically tough athlete with, um, maybe battling with depression because so often it's seen as like a, a weakness and there's a stigma involved with it. Did you battle with that at all or not really? Yeah, so definitely. I think I didn't want to um, show that I was struggling and, um, and like I definitely, I mean, I look back now and I was definitely, you know, like depressed at the time, but I mm. never um, like got like took medication for it or anything like that at that time. Yeah. It was kind of just, I just kind of like worked through it or maybe didn't work through it, but it was um, kind of just a state I was in. And I think it was just like, Oh, well, everyone probably goes through this and yeah. um, it's fine. And you know, like I'm fine, but you can definitely see now, like when you look back, it's kind of like, oh, you know, you just don't really have energy and mm. I wasn't feeling motivated. Um, but you kind of, you still like pitch up to training and you still do what you have to do. Yeah. But not maybe enjoying it as much as you 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 should be or you want to be yeah. I guess yeah. and I think for a lot of athletes their way of coping with things is just to train harder <laughs> so did you find you did that almost just let's just train harder and it'll be better yeah definitely I um like I don't have any problems with training hard and um yeah putting in the in the work that's not something something that I struggle with at all so I, I almost found like my happy place like while I was rowing yeah. and had more of the struggles when I was away from the boat. It was kind of like, I just wanted to get to the session because then I feel like you, I can just almost like take my frustration out in the session mm-hmm. um, with like how hard I can work or, you know, how tired mm-hmm. I can make myself or whatever it is. And then um, I think when I was away from rowing, I just kind of became a person that was like quite shut down and, yeah. um, didn't really like open up to people and yeah, I don't, and like felt like I probably wasn't that approachable, but I became quite like a introverted person almost. I was quite kept to myself um, except for when I was a growing, then I was almost like, it was almost like I was two different people in 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 the boat and after boat. Yeah, it's interesting. You say athletes can often use as a sport as a bit of a refuge. You can go there and it's what you know. And as you say, you can just work hard and tough it out there. But 
as you say, when you're away from that can be a lot more difficult. So did you find, you know, it was it sort of between 2012 and 2016, London, uh, London and Rio that you're battling or were there, were there other things that were happening? Maybe I should say that. Was it rowing or was it other stuff that was happening that you found you were battling with? I think um, it was probably a combination of things. I think it was... Um, you know, communication within uh, the rowing team. Um, mm. You know, sometimes I wasn't good at communicating or my partner wasn't good at communicating or our coach wasn't good at communicating. Mm. And, you know, when there's like a, a like break in communication, um, especially when you're like in such a, uh, when you're in a boat and it's like, it's three of you in this team, you know, mm. you two and your coach, like it can cause like quite a big disruption. Yeah. And when you're not talking, um, it can be like very detrimental to the boat. And I think like we struggled with that for quite a long time, just being able to like be honest with each other yeah. without like taking offense by what the other person is saying. And that's something that we struggled with quite a long time is that like, it's almost like constructive criticism within the team. How do I, how do I criticize the person that I'm rowing with in a constructive way without hurting their feelings? Um, yeah. So it's, you, we had to like find that balance because mm. in a pair, it's like very, you know, you each have one blade. It's, you got to have the balance perfect. You got to be like in time and you can just feel like the other person is just messing up the whole time and it's their fault. And you just like want to, you know, shout at them and be like, oh, just do this. <laughs> ah, you know, but yeah. um, maybe it's like you that's actually messing it up. So often like that was like a misunderstanding is like maybe the coach actually wasn't communicating to us about Mm-hmm. what both of us are doing technically wrong or right and then him taking control of that kind of criticism instead of kind of like sometimes we took it out on each other yeah. and then you know that like caused a lot of frustration and miscommunication um, and it took a while to get that right so yeah. I think that was something that was definitely um, something that we had to like work quite hard on going mm-hmm. through to London and just like getting a team dynamic together where you, like everyone trusts each other and you're all on the same page, you're all working towards the same goal. Um, it's a, it can be harder than you think. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think this is what people often don't realize. You know, they see you performing on TV, like at the Olympic Games, they don't realize all the stuff that's going on in the background is it all the things that you have to deal with and cope with. If you would like to find out more about the Girls Only Project, visit our website at www.girlsonlyproject.org or follow us at GoProjectSA on Twitter or at Girls Only Project on Facebook and Instagram.